Hello everybody. I'm going to talk about something that's really exciting today. I'm going to about, talk about God's grace and how it is sufficient for us. You know, I believe that God has so much for us to do and that he wants to move through his people supernaturally. And you think, well, what does that mean? It means that we're doing something that is beyond our individual our personal abilities. God wants to move through us to show himself strong so that we can recognize it's not our abilities or our strength that's doing it. It's God working through us. You know, I'm convinced that we often do not fulfill all that God wants us to do because we just can't even comprehend that God would have some, have us do something that we're not personally equipped to do. Or we can't comprehend that God would have us do something that would not fulfill us or our own dreams or our own goals or our own visions because we think all those things that we have came from God. And we can't comprehend that God would have us do something that would make us happy or make us feel good or make us feel safe and comfortable. But God's power and his grace will not fully move through you until you move out beyond yourself and out of your own comfort zone, out of your own desires, out of your own abilities. God's plan on this earth and for you is usually a lot grander and a lot bigger than your plan. He has a bigger vision than your vision and you need God's grace his supernatural ability and power working through you to fulfill his work in your life. You might say, well, why do I want that? Why would I want to be uncomfortable? Why would I want to do something that doesn't make me happy? I just want to live my own life. I want to be left alone. I want to be comfortable. I want to be happy. And that's the route that most people take. And they say that while while going to church and singing songs about dedicating their life to the Lord and I'll serve you, Lord, no matter what you want me to do, I have decided to follow Jesus. Take my life, Lord, and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. I surrender all, but at the, at the same time, they're grasping onto their life and only doing what they want to do. When we become Christians, we lay down our own lives to serve our master, Jesus Christ. And he has things for us to do that require supernatural abilities. And I want to encourage you today to listen to God's voice and step out and depend on him. God's grace in us is meant to do mighty things for the kingdom of God and not just help us get out of bed in the morning and get through a traffic jam without cussing. There's greater things than that. God's grace is for everyday, ordinary, not famous people to do extraordinary things. And I'm going to show you a couple examples. The first one is from the Old Testament. It's Jeremiah. He was just an ordinary person. And God had something very extraordinary for him to do. It's found in Jeremiah, the first chapter, verse 4. It says, The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sent you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. 
And this is Jeremiah's replying, ah, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am only a child. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am only a child. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you. I will rescue you, declares the Lord. Then in verse 9, Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, Now I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. See, Jeremiah didn't have the skills or abilities he needed. He was not qualified for that job, but God made him qualified with supernatural skills and abilities, and he was a mighty prophet of God. See, when God, when scripture commands us to share the gospel, we often feel the same way as Jeremiah. But we need to remember that the Holy Spirit was given to us to make us powerful witnesses, just like Jeremiah. When we are asked to tell people what we are thankful for, we should never shrink back. We do not look to our own abilities, but to the ability that God has given us and imparted to us. Now, the next one is from the Old Testament also. God had something for Moses to do. Let's look at Exodus the fourth chapter, the 10th verse. Moses said to the Lord, O Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. So we can see here, Moses didn't have the natural skills or ability to do what he was being called to do, did he? The Lord said to him, who gave me in his mouth? Who makes him deaf or mute? Who gives him sight or makes him blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak and teach you what to say. But Moses said, oh Lord, please send someone else to do it. Ooh, that wasn't a good thing to do. Then the Lord's anger burned against Moses. Hmm, that's not a good thing. God may be speaking to you to do something and you may be resisting it. And here we see how God feels about that kind of attitude. I have seen so many times when God's called people to do stuff and they, you know, they have all kinds of excuses. You know, I don't feel like the Holy Spirit's leading me that way. I'm not comfortable. I can't do it. Um, but God uh, is not very happy with that. When God tells you to do something and he will equip you to do it and you say no, he gets angry and we don't want God angry with him. God also had something for the disciples to do in Luke nine, verse one. It said, when Jesus had called the 12 together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. So he sent out, so they sent set out and went from village to village, preaching the gospel and healing people everywhere. That's in verse six. I skipped down to verse six. If you study the life of the lives of the disciples, they had no personal aptitude for this. It was God's grace, his supernatural ability working through them to accomplish his will. And God also had something for me to do. 
When I was growing up, one thing I absolutely, positively, totally and completely did not want to do was be a secretary or do office work. My stepmother thought every girl would grow up and work in an office. So I had to take typing in all of ninth grade and all of 10th grade. <laughs> Needless to say, it was not a success. I made fairly good grades in other subjects, but in all of my semesters of ninth and 10th grade in typing, it was basically D, 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 C minus, C minus, D, C, D, D, D. <laughs> and that's not a good thing. In school, they give you a differential aptitude test for career guidance and verbal reasoning. I got 85, numerical ability, 65. Verbal reasoning and numerical ability, they combine those two together for another thing, 87. And these are all to see if you should be a lawyer or a mathematician or an engineer or, you know, different, different careers. Abstract reasoning, 85. Mechanical reasoning, 70. Spatial relations, 85. Spelling, 80. Grammar, 90. Clerical speed and accuracy, which determines whether you should go into secretarial or office work or filing or typing, 15. <laughs> so that's basically close to zero. No uh, ability or uh, leading toward that kind of career at all. I don't like sitting at a desk typing at a computer and, um, and, and it's just not my thing. So I also had no training in music, not in band in school, not in choir. Um, when I started out, I had, had no clue what an alto was or tenor, a soprano. I did play guitar in high school and worship God with the other kids, like in the stairwells and stuff, but absolutely no training in music. I had no thoughts of being a worship leader in a church. I have basically no clue about sound. I don't understand EQ or compression, despite all of my attempts. I have no clue about cameras. I don't understand exposures and shutter speeds, despite trying to learn it. I'm a horrible typist. Still, <laughs> I could not function without a computer with a word processor. When I started, I could not work a, a, a computer mouse at all. Yet God called me to do all of, all of these, these things that I have no natural ability to do. Why? <laughs> you really wonder why. <laughs> why in the world? Because his grace and power working through me to do these things is an awesome testimony. Because we all know that it's not me. It has nothing to do with me. It's God's grace and ability working through me. To be a blessing to the people of Summit Church. To be a blessing to my husband. Because my husband, the pastor, needed someone to work alongside of him. And because... In my years at Summit Church, we haven't had a music minister try to tear the church apart, try to uh, have the worship team, you know, well, the pastor won't let us do this. The pastor won't let us do this. I don't agree with the pastor. We haven't had a secretary try to seduce the pastor. Um, there's all kinds of things that 
me being able to fill these roles have uh, assisted in for the good and prevented in the bad. And I am very thankful that and take great joy in doing something, you know, especially the secretarial office work that I did not, can't really do and did not like doing. I take great joy in knowing that God has used me to accomplish good things for his kingdom. And that's, it's such a, um, such a supernatural and wonderful thing to know that God has used you as a vessel for honor for his kingdom. And you're just, you're, you're there and he's used you. In second Corinthians 12, uh, nine, Paul is talking and, uh, he's talking about conversation he had with the Lord. And he says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in my weaknesses, in insults, hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, I am strong. See, I'm weak in, so weak in a lot of these areas, but because of the God's grace working in me, I am strong. Um, when problems come my way, Pastor Diane, this doesn't work. Pastor Diane, this doesn't work. Pastor Diane, this doesn't work. I depend on God's grace wholly, totally, and completely to come up with solutions and to fix things that I do not have the natural ability to do. In Hebrews 4.16, it says, Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. We need to be in a, a, a point in our life that we're, we're out on a limb with God so that we need his grace. If we're not doing things uh, in the kingdom of God and for the kingdom of God that we have to depend on God's grace, we're probably not out where God wants us to be. In 2 Corinthians 3, verse 4, it says, Such confidence as this is ours through Christ before God, not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. In 1 Corinthians fifteen nine, it says, For I am the least of the apostles and do not even desire to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Whether then it was I or they, this is what we preach and this is what they, you believed. See, the best way you can put yourself in a good position for God's grace to work through you, to be, uh, to work through you supernaturally is to be a servant. Don't look for your own plans or your own ideas to be accomplished. See, I've never had any uh, plans to be anything big. I never wanted to be the choir director for the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. I never wanted to be uh, a TV star or, or somebody important. Uh, I never wanted to be famous. Um, I never wanted to be well-known. I just wanted to be a servant of the Lord 
And it is, that is the best place to be, to have God's grace and ability flow through you. Um, so I just encourage you to seek the Lord about what he would have you to do. And then get ready to get uncomfortable and to be stretched to the limit. Uh, that's what I did. And say, you know, just, Lord, I will do whatever I need to do, and I will find joy in it, and I will find joy in serving you. Then you can look and know it was definitely not you, but it was God working through you. And you will know that his grace is sufficient. Bye-bye.